0: Listener supported KFUO invite you to listen live to our annual charathon. It's your opportunity to show your support to KFUO. If you can't join us live, please prayerfully consider supporting us by calling 314-996-1518 and asking about our giving levels. You can also click the Give Now button on our webpage. Charathon 2017, April 20th, 21st, and 22nd. <laughs> the big ha The following program is closed captioned for the thinking and parent.
1: Who are you? Who are you?
0: Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. I am your host, the Chancellor. And I am a motivational speaker. I'm Pastor. Yes. Marcus. Who are you talking to right now? We are back at it in the Student Union once again this week for the second time with Pastor Seth Murrow from Indianapolis, Indiana. How are you doing now, Seth? Hey, doing great, Marcus. Thanks for having me back. Hey, thanks for being back. And I know it's a busy time. Uh, We're in the middle of Holy Week here. Yeah, and uh, you have kind of an interesting holy. I know Holy Week is a tough time for uh, for all pastors, but uh, did I hear you right once so you you go at it every single night Holy Week, not just Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. You you do Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday too.
1: That's right. That's right. the um, The historic lectionary provides readings for those days. Uh, it helps kind of tie everything together, you know. So you come Palm Sunday and. You miss Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and don't know what happens. You kind of come into Thursday thinking, what happened since he rode in on on the donkey victoriously? Um, so we do offer divine service uh, on Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, and then Wednesday is my favorite because it's called Spy Wednesday. So. <laughs>
0: that is excellent. And do this, do the students even come, some of the students come for these?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I have one student who who doesn't miss any of them. She she comes to all. It's it's great. Um, no, I, I did this.
0: She, I did this when I was at the University of Wyoming too. The last five or six years I was there, and you know, the longer I'm a pastor, the more I'm convinced that sometimes we're always looking for programs to do, and when we've got the best programs possible, it's called the divine service, the prayer offices, that's right. and if we just did them right. more often. It's amazing yep. how that's really what people are craving. And uh, so in here in Holy Week, you have this divine drama playing out. Um, I mean, it, wow, and to receive Christ's gifts. so And here you are talking to little old Chancellor Zill. Thanks for being with us.
1: Oh, it's um, my privilege. Thank you. But I you. wanted
0: to have you back. Now, you, you work with students, as we talked about last show. If you want to, for our listeners, you want to go back and check out the archives. Uh, we had Pastor Miro on last week. And... Um, Talked a little bit about, but you, you work based primarily with some students at which campuses, just for everybody's uh, reference?
1: I work uh, with students at Butler University and also at um, IUPUI, Indiana Uni- University, Purdue, it's here in Indianapolis.
0: And let me see if I got this right. It's the Butler
1: Bulldogs, right? Butler Bulldogs and IUPUI Jaguars. And the Jaguars.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's Jaguars probably in Indiana. but
1: uh, No, maybe not. I don't know. Well, never mind. I was just, down in, I was just down in Puerto
0: Rico, and one of their college ca- doing some consultation uh, on a campus site, and, and they were the, the lions and tigers at these campuses, and I was like, "But there's no lions and tigers on <laughs> no the island, right? Oh no, right. nobody's ever seen one." <coughs> but well, it's, uh, it's
1: more intimidating and ferocious than say the, the roosters. So. There, there you go.
0: Um, I always like the one that I think it's the University of California Santa Cruz banana slugs. The
1: uh, banana slug. We're yeah. gonna slime
0: yeah. you. But uh, anyways, well, I wanted to have you on. I want to get right to it because this is a great topic. At our Liberty Conference uh, back in early January, which is um, pretty near three months ago now, it's hard to believe it's been that long, but you did a sectional um, called Away with the Atheists, um, Learning Civil Disobedience from the Martyrs. And uh, I didn't get a chance to hear it because I'm running around uh, being the logistical yeah. guy, and a lot of other people didn't either. And I thought they'd benefit from it. So, tell us, okay, let's start with the title, "Away with the Atheists." Where, where do you come up with a title from that?
1: Well, I mean, everybody kind of naturally assumed that I was I was speaking of you know the in our terminology the atheists of the 21st century, sure, right? And these people who who deny the existence of God, and I'm somehow giving a retort. To, uh, to those people who who don't believe in the existence of God or the person and work of Jesus Christ and his all-atoning sacrifice, what this right. week is about. But it's not, actually. It's, it's from um, the the existing account of the martyrdom of St. Polycarp, which uh-huh. happened somewhere AD 151, 160, somewhere in there. So we're talking... Wow, well, that was
0: before the Internet was uh, was uh, discovered.
1: Just slightly. I, mean, I don't a... know, Al Gore, Al Gore may have been. I don't <laughs> that's know. a locked...
0: Eight, that's a long time ago. That's getting darn near the beginning of uh, of the modern era, you might say, and the time of Christ himself.
1: Well, that's intentionally, just to kind of sure. briefly back up, that's intentionally why I chose Polycarp, um, because he's got this special connection with the apostles, you know, these men who actually walked and talked and were sent by our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified and risen and ascended. Um, Polycarp is supposed to have been a disciple of saint john wow. the that, beloved disciple of jesus
0: that just i don't know um, how you can hear that and uh, you know we we are so used to hearing these figures
1: you know we, yeah, we, we hear yeah. the
0: gospel according to saint john and and we just i mean that just puts flesh on this that, i mean there were actual people that were sitting there listening to john and here we have know, the accounts of, some of
1: them. and he he probably was a young young man because uh when he was martyred he was in his 80s okay uh, so he was, he was in his probably teens, maybe early twenties, when when John, when John died. Hey, he um, was
0: like a college student. If they had college,
1: he was he was he was like a college student, and he he learned from the blessed, the beloved apostle, right. So, but yeah, so so Polycarp though he, um, at the end of his life, of course, as a, as a bishop, as a pastor, he is serving his flock, and quite sadly, there there came uh, into North Africa where he's serving. Uh, uh, the Romans were trying to to rout the Christians. They were trying to wrangle them all up. And initially they wanted the Christians not to be killed because it actually, I mean, a guy I didn't get a chance to talk about in my presentation. Cyprian has this great line that the, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Yes, Because sadly, I mean, these people are being killed and persecuted for the faith and yet at the same time giving Christian witness more and more people are saying, hey, Who's this guy, Jesus, that these people are willing to die for? They're willing to, to confess him on their lips and deny our false gods and, and go to their own deaths for this guy. And so they go investigate, and more and more people are, are going through a catechesis and, and being baptized and coming into the church. But And, of course, so they, we
0: find out who he is this week.
1: In, a, in Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so they didn't want to martyr them. They, they really wanted them to... Uh, They wanted them to to convert, basically. They wanted them to deny Jesus Christ and accept the Roman gods. Sure. And there was this this ceremony that took place where they had to burn incense to the genus of Caesar. You're right over there, Marcus?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were here. For everybody's sake, my apologies about that. uh, I've been getting crazed with... uh, um, allergies um, down here and having gotten back from Puerto Rico. I thought I had it on mute.
1: God bless you. Ah. There you go.
0: Anyways, back at it.
1: Let's. So, talk. as it is, the Romans are calling the Christians atheists because they will not worship the pantheon of Roman gods. And part of that worship, part of maintaining the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome, is placating the gods. And you had to burn the incense to the Caesar because he was with, the first, with Julius Caesar, he claimed to be a son. He claimed to be divine. And then his adopted son, Octavius, claimed to be the son of a god. Okay. Right? So they take all these titles to themselves, and they, they're very Christian titles. You know, the, the father of a state, the son of a god, the, the liberator, and all these things. The savior, even. Um, but, but but for Polycarp, they, they didn't want to kill this guy. They, they, he's an old man. I mean, he's in his mid-80s. And... Uh, there's a point during his, his trial in martyrdom, which I would encourage everybody to it's free online. You can go read it. Uh, Oh really? It, it, yeah. It, it, the whole thing still exists. I mean, the whole account, it's, it's about 20 chapters of like reading scripture. Um, but it's, it's free. The, the place where I like to go is either newadvent.org and I can send you the yeah, link. Give
0: me the link and I'll make sure that, uh, that makes the rounds here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, but you can go read it and it's, it's great because there's a, there's this guy Quintus who chickens out at the end and, you know, he thinks he's going to be a martyr and he chickens out and denies Christ. And then they, they set him free. Well, then what do you do? Right. You know, the guy's, the guy's apostatized. That's a whole different question though. Um, but with Polycarp, they haul him in. The pro Council says, Hey, have respect for your age. Huh. Burn, you know, he says, I, I, first he says, I have beasts. I can, I can release them. And Polycarp says, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, and, but the, his assistant says no no we can't let the lions and tigers out anymore because we just had them out we got to they got to go back in the cages and so he says to him have respect for your age just just burn the incense and say away with the atheists and remember it's, they call the christians the atheists right and polycarp with uh, he's this old guy and he's this pious christian with I mean, he's just got some bravado some panache right he kind of he waves at the crowd right they're in the colosseum and he waves around and he says away with the atheists, referring to all the people in the spectator seats, right? All you heathens out there worshiping the false gods, away with the atheists. Well, he wouldn't deny, of course, he's not going to deny his Lord and Savior. He, in fact, says to the guy, you know, Jesus Christ has been my Lord and Savior for these 84 years. He's never done me any wrong. How can I deny him now? And this guy says, well, who is this? And he says, well... If you want to pick a time I'll catechize you about Jesus. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> oh, you got you, you gotta know, that. He's, he's right got to love He's got a little bit of you know, even in the face of death. And that's the thing with these martyrs, right? That in the face of death they they're not afraid. They they know what lies beyond. They know the ultimate. And you know, right? you can so only
0: learn that from Christ himself right. and if, you know, people right. often don't think about this, but when, you know, since we're in Holy Week here when you think about Christ on the cross, I think it's a Lucan account where you have the, you know, today you'll be with me in paradise. And, I mean, I'm convinced, it doesn't say I'm convinced he was, you know, there was time on the cross. He was probably catechizing them kind of in a more informal way. You know, he didn't whip out the small catechism because it didn't exist. But, you know, Polycarp, you don't learn that. From the world. You learn that from your right. from the faith that's that's given you from, from Christ Himself.
1: Well, and that's exactly right, Marcus, because I mean even the, this account of his martyrdom says that his was a death that was in accordance with the gospel. Right? That that Jesus is seen as the first martyr. Right? We have we have you know the only time, the only place in, in Holy Scripture in the New Testament where Jesus is said to be an example? Right? We have all these Huh. American evangelicals talking about being an example, Jesus is your example, and all these things.
0: Sure.
1: The only place in the New Testament where Jesus is given to, to Christians as an example is in 1 Peter chapter 2, where he's said to be our example in suffering, hmm. our example in facing almost certain death, but knowing what lies beyond, knowing that Christ, who comes back from the dead, never to die again, gives you that same victory over death in the grave, in your baptism, in his word, in body and blood. So, wow. Jesus, yeah, Jesus yeah. is an example in death. Now,
0: right? yeah, of course, we should never go seeking martyrdom, right? Just to make sure that's that... That's
1: uh, absolutely right. In fact, I spent... But we shouldn't of time be afraid of it. Liberty. That's that's true. Um, and that's exactly what Polycarp did. You know, the first time he, he ran away, the second time he stayed, and they found him. Um, you know, that was one of the big things. All the martyrs, you know, all the... the mar- They're called martyrologies. They talk about... Is, you don't go seeking this, because when you go seeking it, you're not going to have the courage and strength to stand up to it. But if it comes to you, they actually received martyrdom, the shedding of their blood, as a gift, as a gift that only God can give. You know? So you don't go take it the way Eve did with the fruit. You receive it as God gives all good gifts.
0: You know what's so amazing? Here, this is uh, the second, early 2nd second century or whatever, 2nd century. Yeah. And uh, we don't hear about this cat, Polycarp, if if he chose the opposite direction, do we?
1: No, we won't, will we?
0: And um. uh, you know, just kinda under, it just kind of under—it kind of goes to show you that you know we often talk about on our college campuses. It's tough. I mean, we're getting to the point where we're getting—you know—we've kind of been having soft persecution on our campuses, but it's just crazy out there anymore. And and the soft persecution is getting a little bit less soft. As as yeah. times are moving yeah. forward, and you never know. I mean, God willing, no, but none of none of you listening, especially none of you dear uh, college students, will never have to to face what Polycarp did. And we pray that that doesn't happen for for any of our uh, listeners. Yeah, but the yeah. bottom line is, it goes to show you a couple of things. One, uh, in the midst of this Holy Week, where where that example of suffering is, and that strength is in Christ Himself, and also the example that you can give, here, here this guy is catechizing people in the midst of his own probable martyrdom at yeah, that point. Yeah. And we, we have such opportunities. We always think of persecution as, as, as inherently a bad thing for us. And repeat what yeah. you said that Cyprian said. What was it? How did Cyprian put it?
1: Cyprian said that the, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church.
0: And, and right, so, I mean, the church has been built on on the on this seed, um, yeah, and of I course, mean, the seed, the grain, what was it Augustine. Exactly. That said yeah, that,
1: yeah. Don't get us Don't get us wrong, right? We don't want anyone to think that. Right. I mean, because the the foundation is is the prophets and apostles, Christ is the cornerstone. You know, but, oh, absolutely. but scene, I mean, when and I guess we should add a you know a little bit of a little bit of uh, language here that the the Greek word that we translate often for witness in our New Testament is the, the word martyr. Sure. Right? That the word martyria, to be a witness, to give a testimony, comes just from that. And and these guys did it uh, by shedding their blood, by, by giving the good confession and shedding their blood. And and in doing that, you know, that they, they see Christ and they know that in their death they are joined with I mean they're already joined with Christ's death through baptism, through his word. Right. Well, you know, and, 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 and for and those of
0: you that. college students listening that were at Liberty and those that weren't or watched it on Facebook live streaming, I remember President Harrison even saying, you know, Ray John, what do you have to lose? I mean, you got you got, <laughs> That's you got right. everything.
1: That's right. You know, and here That's they right. were
0: trying to tell Polycarp, okay, dude, you're an old man, respect your age. I'm assuming this would have been, you know, you're an old man, you don't need to deal okay. with this. And he right. was like, I'm an old man, but more than anything. I'm a baptized child of God.
1: That's right. You know, what the hell do I have? I don't have anything to lose. That's right. I mean, this guy has the peace that the world cannot give. But you know what? Neither can the world take that peace away. Ah, Right? This, This guy is going into his death. And his martyrdom account is they try to burn him. And the, the story, I mean, some of these things get a little bit fanciful, right? That the, the flames go around him like the sail of a ship. Yeah, and, and we have to And instead of that burning his flesh, it smells like incense, right? Sure. But then w- what they do is they end, up, they end up piercing his side. And it's intentional because it looks, they see in this Christ, right? That they pierce the side and out comes this blood. And uh, that's how, how Polycarp ends up breathing his last, is, is the punctured side and then there's a fight over his bones and so forth and oh, all yeah. that stuff. But yeah. But so, so but, what does uh, this yeah. teach
0: us? I mean, God willing, none of our you know this is a show about college students, in right. um, four colleges. But so, so what does this teach our young people on campus today about uh, about you know? Um, I think the second yeah. half of the title was uh, learning civil disobedience from the martyrs. So when we think about somebody right. like Polycarp, what? What do we learn about civil disobedience in our context today and and how we should approach this today? Do you have any guidelines or anything? And we got maybe about five minutes here. Uh, What what can you help help us out?
1: Sure. Well, what what I'd like to do, I mean, first thing is is just kind of a basic principle of civil disobedience, right, is that you can't act contrary to your conscience, especially a conscience that has been formed and informed by the Word of God.
0: No, that's straight Luther right there.
1: Exactly. And so, well, that's because it's straight scripture, right? Exactly. And so it's... it's,
0: Exactly back at (laughs) you.
1: You can't do this. You can't do this even if you're under compulsion. And so that you act or you refuse to act based on a higher condition. For these Christian martyrs, it's the divine law, right? And so there's this this kind of tension between submission and obedience, right? You obey... You obey God, you obey Christ in his word and his will for your life, but you submit to the leaders and the authorities that he has put in place. Look, I mean, St. Paul says this in Romans 13, Peter writes this in his epistles, right? All authority, all government, all campus administration, all this kind of stuff, it's been put in place for our good, and behind it, God is working, right? And so that obeying God sometimes looks, like actually disobeying the authority. But these martyrs were clear. They're saying, No, no, we're not disobeying you. We're we're submitting to your authority, even if that means we're well we're willing to receive, we're ready to receive the punishment for our disobedience in to you, which even if it's our death, right? Because we are obeying a higher authority. Um and so before we go running off and saying, you know, like Making one-to-one correlations like burning incense is like baking a wedding cake for a gay couple or something like this. <laughs> you know, it's not totally the same, right? Right. I mean the the, the place and time is, is is different, but what can we learn from them? One, I mean, these guys, as you said, Polycarp's faith is is one that is built not out of the world but out of the word, right? And that you are part of. The church, the body of Christ, to be attached, to be anchored in Christ and His Word and His gifts, and this this holiest week of all, right? Um, and then, and then, two to recognize that within that church you are not alone, right? That you have the communion of saints gathered about you. That together you you pray, together you receive Christ's gifts, together you struggle and fight. And as as Harrison so wonderfully said, you, you rage on against the devil, the world, and your own flesh. Right, so that these martyrs become for us examples, and that's how the the, the Lutheran confessions talk about them. Right, sure. we don't worship them. We don't worship these guys. We don't pray to them. We're not interceding and getting special dispensation or something. Right, but they become examples in faith and in and in good works in love. Um, depending on where you are, you know, Polycarp's a pastor. So for guys like you and me, we could probably learn a thing or two from him.
0: Right. No, absolutely. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the, the, the students. The students are going to learn, too, because Polycarp, like you said, bottom line, is a baptized Christian.
0: So, so when, our, when our young people are on campus, I mean, what kind of tips or thoughts do you have for them about how, I mean, it's no, see, it's no secret that they get, they are under the gun with this stuff all the time. Maybe not with, you know, consider yourself, you got your whole life, you're a college student, you know, burn. we're going to burn you at the stake out in the campus quad if you don't, no, that's not happening. <laughs> And no, it's not. Pray God it never will.
1: But what kind right. of
0: tips but, can you offer to them?
1: You know, but the the temptation to to deny your faith in smaller ways, right? Right. Yeah. The, the temptation to to um, go to the party where you know there's going to be drinking and sexual temptation and lost in these kinds of things, right? Or to to participate in you know viewing pornography or cheating or, or academic plagiarism or these things. I mean, those temptations are always there, and you're surrounded by them, just the way that the martyrs were in the Roman Empire. Um, but to recognize with these these men and women,
0: I've often wondered if it's almost tougher. I mean, yeah. with Polycarp, it's right there, you know, right. deny God or die versus, oh, well, you know, this isn't that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, I think you might be right. You could you could be you could be onto something there. I mean, the you consequences know,
0: not, are bigger. Death. Um, right. Versus, uh, you know, committing a committing a sinful act. I mean,
1: right, um, right. But uh, but we don't. We always in that moment we kind of forget that ultimately the wages of sin is death. Absolutely. Right? And that it's it's that it's not only the physical death, which may or may not be difficult to bear. I mean, these are college students; they think they're invincible anyway. <laughs> yes, they um, do.
0: especially but, freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because I have a freshman at home, my house right now. And, uh, oh my goodness! God bless you, my friend. Yeah, but these, these, uh, these—you know—in a way, whether you're Polycarp facing execution, uh, we had Pastor Andre on a month or so again, and he and he was talking about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, um, yeah, facing execution, or you know, the temptation at the local frat party or whatever. Right. And if right. the wages of sin are death, either way, you're facing death, so face it boldly exactly. in the confession of faith into exactly. which you are baptized.
1: And and I'll say this, you know, like, you got Polycarp, you got uh, Andrean talking about Bonhefer and such, you got all these people, and, and our, our hymnal commemorates all these wonderful people, and they name them, and we might not recognize their names, but they're there. Well, for every one that is named and remembered and written about, you have hundreds more who are unnamed, who are these these unnamed, unsung heroes of the faith, right? And that it's not to be some kind of, you know, martyr rock star the way Polycarp is, but simply in your own place, in your own time, as the temptation confronts you, as the friend says, hey, let's go do this, and you know it's against God's word. To do as you said, to stand up and say, no, Christ has been my Lord and Savior all these years. He claimed me in my baptism. He has marked me with his holy cross. How can I deny him and do this wicked thing? You know, and that's not easy. That's never easy. You know, it sounds cool for Polycarp, but it's not easy. It it, it means not only physical death in his case, but it means dying to yourself, right?
0: Right. But your strength you know, is not that, your own,
1: and uh, yeah, and that's the
0: example yeah. that we see. That's right. I mean, the very right. strength the the very strength that he was not willing to deny was the very right. strength that he was receiving at that moment from Christ.
1: Well said. Well, said, well Pastor Biro, exactly right.
0: thank you for putting this before us and uh, for once again being a faithful on campus pastor, a faithful pastor to your college students and everybody in your congregation. And, uh, anyways, fantastic job. Thanks for joining us. It's been my pleasure, Marcus. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye bye. That's all all the time we have here today in the student union. It's too bad we could dive in this for a long time. College students, remember college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.